The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Another edition of MLB DFS Quick Hits. This is your Saturday, July 15th edition. We have a two-game early, 13-game main slate to attack. Hope everybody had a good Friday night. Welcome back, Major League Baseball. Pitching was, we were pretty good on the pitching side of things. The hitting, I told you, it was home run derby. Cut like three teams went off. It was another crazy night. Um, hopefully everyone had a good one, but... Uh, if you went a little contrarian, it might have backfired. It was rather chalky for the most part out there, but uh, the Grand Pure Filth, just outstanding stuff there. Yeah, Faria was really, really good. If you go down the list, Richard wasn't bad. Straley was okay. Dickey was great, just couldn't get the win. Morton was good. Geo shocked the world again, just continues his, his craziness. So much to enjoy, but... We move on. We move on to Saturday. Two game early, like I said. 13 game late. Let's take a quick look at your weather. Uh, we dodged all the bullets yesterday. Let's hope we dodge them again today. It looks a lot better, to tell you the truth, as I scroll through this real quick. I'm talking rain-wise. Slight chances in Atlanta, but that's normal. I wouldn't expect that to be bad unless it picks up. Other than that, wind blowing out in Oakland between the Indians and the A's. Other than that, we're good. Things look very nice when it comes to the weather department. Let's hope it stays that way. Doesn't mean it's going to be, but just keep an eye on that. As we look at the totals on your slate, the two-game early, Yankees, Red Sox, 8, Blue Jays, Tigers, 9.5. As we go to the evening, Cubs, Orioles, 10, Cardinals, Pirates, 8.5, Phillies, Brewers, 8.5, Dodgers, Marlins, 8.5, Twins, Astros, 9.5, Rockies, Mets, 9, D-backs, Braves, 9.5, Mariners, White Sox, 9.5, Nationals, Reds, 9. Rangers, Royals, 9. Gigantes and the Padres, 7.5. Indians, A's, 8. Rays, Angels, 8.5. So we have a handful of 8.5s and below, which is different than the norm. So we've got some pitching to attack today. And then a ton of bats, as usual. So let's get at it. Let's start off with your pitchers. And your. we have four guys over 10K. All are worth a look. Our top priced is Mad Max Scherzer, $12,900. He was your NL All-Star starter. He was outstanding. 
there's not much to uh, sugarcoat with this one. Um, just pure filth. Like, I'm not even going to try to try to tell you anything different. He hasn't faced Cincinnati this year. The only scary part is he's in, um, you know, Great American Small Park, which is always bad, especially for a guy that likes to give up home runs from time to time. Last 30 days, top 25. He's number three in the barrel fifth, getting barreled 1.86% of the time. In those 30 days, striking out 36.65% of the batters he's facing on the season. He has striking out 46% of right-handed batters. Almost half the right-handed batters you face go down. That is just disgusting. Um, the Reds, two, four, six. They have the eighth lowest total on the board. I think that has a lot to do with the small park. Lefties hitting 310. Righties are only hitting a buck 91 off uh, Mad Max. So um, the Reds, you know, they have a couple lefty bats that are very intriguing just to see if they can pop one out against Max. Totally understand the contrarian angles there. But as a whole, Mad Max is great. Next up, my top guy in the high price range, Corey Kluber, 12-2 at the A's. Kluber has been outstanding. He only had 21.7 points his last time out, which is down from a 32-4, a 41-6, and a 38-8, and a 49-5 in his previous four. But he's been over 20 every game but one this season, which was or since April 27th, I should say. He's been amazing His uh, in the last 30 days. He is number one on the barrel fifth, getting barreled 1.25% of the time, a barrel fifth of 149 in those 30 days. This is disgusting. Striking out 40% of the batters he's facing in his last 30 days. And he faces an A's team that strikes out 25.4% of the time. They do show power at home. We know this, but that K rate with Kluber, a 15.5% swinging strike, a 49.3 ground ball rate. Barely getting barreled. He has been amazing. Like I tell you guys, watch him pitch. It's just like a thing of beauty. It's art. It's it's, it's awesome. A's second lowest total at three five nine. They're tied for the, oh, the second on the evening slate. Uh, lefties two eighty five, righties two fifty three. Uh, if the A's run into a couple, would it surprise you? No, but how many times lately has Kluber given up two runs or so, and still it's struck out ten plus seven plus innings, twenty five or almost thirty plus points outside the last start. So. Kluber is my number one. Next up, you got Alex Wood, 11-8 at the Marlins. Wood has just been outstanding this year. Uh, you look at the last 30 days, fifth best on the barrel fifth, getting broke 1.64% of the time, striking out 30.33% of the batters he's facing. He's been phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Marlins strike out about 20% of the time versus uh, lefties. His ground ball rate is 63.5%. Hard contact, 21.5. It's just amazing what he's done on the season. Marlins team totals, 396, fourth lowest on the slate. Lefty's 270, righty's 241 versus Wood. Um, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, Ozuna and Stanton hit lefties well. Yellick actually has some decent history against Wood. That might be the Wood of old. Wood at a 11-8 could be very nice because a lot of people are going to go to Kluber. A lot of people are going to go to Scherzer. And a lot of people are going to go to our next guy. So out of the four on the top, Wood can be extremely overlooked in my opinion. And um, I have zero problem with people wanting to go the Wood route. Zero problem at all. So uh, keep an eye on Alex Wood in that matchup. Your last high-priced guy we are targeting is the return of Madison Bumgarner. 10-5 and what a matchup to get returned to. He gets to go pitch in Petco against the San Diego Padres, um, a team that uh, struggles quite a bit. 
the uh, big, big time strikeout stuff. You know, Mad Max was, uh, or not, Madison Bumgarner did struggle a little bit off and on throughout the season, but his last rehab start, he looked like the Mad Max of old. Even when he was struggling, he was getting you some strikeouts. And like I said, you got the Padres, um, strikes out 26.1% of the time versus lefties, Mad Max, or Mad Bum, striking out 25%, very low walk rate, great ground ball rate. Lot to like with Mad Bum. The Padres have the lowest team total on the board at 354. Lefties 216, righties 281. A horrific 276 Woba versus lefties. Barely, barely still average ISO of 130 versus lefties. Mad Bum should be chalkier than chalk for people paying up. And it's going to be interesting. The only, the only thing that worries me is I hate guys coming off the DL's first start back. It's always very, very risky. But man, you can't. Ask for a better first start back. The San Diego Padres in San Diego. Come on. So, Mad Max at um, 10, 10 5, definitely in play against the San Diego Padres. So, quick recap up top. I have no problem with any of these guys, but Kluber is my number one easily. Then I'd go uh, Bumgarner, and then you go Scherzer just because of the pure strikeouts, but the ballpark's scary. So, if you want to go Wood 3, I got no problem in Wood. If you want to be contrarian, he should be the lowest owned out of the four. So Wood definitely is in play. These guys are all, it's like one A, B, C, D to me. But if I got to separate them for you, Kluber is definitely a one A. Then you go Mad Bum, Scherzer, and Wood. But four very solid guys up top uh, makes it very, very interesting. And we'll try to build some lineups with both with, with multiple in them. Because last night I could get DeGrom Crasco in there. And they just didn't perform like they could have. But they were great options. You know, Cano in there, Mickey Cabrera. Uh, Seeger, a lot of good guys you could if you could fit and it didn't work C Dick. So we'll try it again tonight. Now to your middle tier guys. If you don't want to pay up and you want to get bats, there are some really nice options down here. Um I'm not gonna go deep into them, but you could go Jimmy Nelson in a GPP that we saw the Phillies blow up last night. And they have that capability. They strike out a ton. Nelson's been phenomenal, he's been getting a lot of strikeouts. So there's some tremendous upside with Nelson. It is risky just for the fact that uh, the Phillies, like you saw last night, what they can do, and they've done that in the past. Um, they strike it almost 24% of the time, but uh, real quickly here, the Philadelphia Phillies, they do have one of the lower totals at 402. Lefties are hitting 325, righties 338 off Nelson. Even though he's been pitching really, really well, they have been able to um, to hit him. In his last fourteen or 30 games, he's 14th on the barrel, 15 in barrel, 314, striking out 29.6% he's faced. So he's, he is an option. I wanted to bring him up. He's, I'm not going to target him a lot. I might sprinkle him in a lineup or two like I did with Paxton last night. And it worked out great. There's a lot of risk with this one, but it could be a reward if you don't want to pay up. But what I'm going to start with if I don't pay up is Cole Hamels. $9,000 at the Kansas City Royals. I mentioned how Cole um, has looked really good since his return from the DL. His first start back from the DL was at Cleveland. He got hit around. But since then, at the White Sox, a team that can hit lefties pretty darn well. Six and two-thirds, two hits, two earned, six Ks for 25-2. Then at home against the Angels, seven and two thirds, three hits, one walk, six Ks, no earn for thirty point nine. That's six Ks in back to back games. The Angels don't strike out a ton, so that says a lot to me. And he did it in both in good ballparks to hit in. Uh, we know Texas at the time was just extreme hitting weather, so two really really promising starts. Now he goes up against a Royals team that um, strikes out twenty percent of the time versus lefties, another team that doesn't strike out a ton, and. Um, Hamels has a 51.3% ground ball rate. He was really bad before the DL. So a lot of the numbers you're going to see are going to look really, really bad. we got to try to keep it in the, in the right perspective here. 
going up against the Royals. The um, Royals team totals four five three, middle of the pack. Lefties two fifty seven, righties three eleven, and they're an average offense versus lefties. They've hit better in the last say month month and a half, so there is some threat there. There's no doubt about it. Whit Merrifield's been a nice addition. Bonifacio Moose hits them very well. Uh, I think I saw a stat like top ten or fifteen in baseball against left-handed pitching this season, uh, home run wise. Moose is in that list. So there are weapons. I'm not saying it's an easy play, but for nine thousand dollars, there's tremendous upside of a twenty-five plus point performance, which puts him in that top tier, and you get to save fifteen hundred bucks on Bumgarner, who's on the bottom, all the way to thirty-nine hundred to Scherzer. If he performs, but that's a lot of money you could spread out in your lineup if you want to gamble. So, uh, you know, you pay up for the cash games, pay here for maybe a GPP or even cash. I like Cole quite a bit tonight. Another guy we've been riding a ton, and it's a very, very tricky matchup, similar to Jimmy Nelson, is Aaron Nola. He's only 8800 bucks, and he has been great. 28-4, 32-8, 28-4, 30.9 his last four games when we've been going to town with him. Um, he has been a little rougher on the road than at home, but... Overall, still really good. He's got great strikeout stuff against a team that strikes out a ton. We know it's when we talk Brewers, it's hit and miss. They strike out 25% of the time versus righties, but we know they crush the baseball. Nolan, the last 30 days, 17th on the barrel fit, getting barrel 3.07% of the time, striking out over 28% of the batters he's been facing, which is a perfect recipe for the Brew Crew. Um, people say in that ballpark it's scary. Well, people forget he pitches in Citizen Bank Park, which is just as scary. They're both, I don't have the exact ratings. Milwaukee's probably worse, but Philly is not a joke to pitch in either. Um, ground ball rate of over 49%, hard contacts low. Wouldn't be surprised if um, Milwaukee runs into a few. I, I don't see him shutting them out, but I see the K upside to, to offset it, getting us, you know, six plus Ks, hopefully eight plus, still getting you. You know, two or three are in runs, six or seven innings. Really, really good start for 8800 bucks. I have no problem with that at all. Milwaukee's team totals 4-4-8. That is right below the Royals. Uh, 311 for lefties, 283 for righties versus Nola, which is outstanding. You know, Braun is back, but he's a he's a righty if we forget these things. But you got like VR, Thames, maybe Aguilar cracks the lineup. Um, those are the first lefties that ring my bell. Vote maybe. I know I'm probably forgetting. Oh, Shaw, of course. Uh, so they have four or five lefties they can throw out there versus Nolan. So it's not a cakewalk. But again, lefty's only 311. Righty's 283. But they have a ton of power and a ton of strikeouts. It's a gamble. It's a GPP play with upside. We've seen what Nola can do, and he's rounding into, rounding into form, and I like it quite a bit. If you want to go down a little more, you got Jamison Tyon, 8,300 at home against the St. Louis Cardinals. Tyon has been really, really good since his return from the DL with the, the testicular cancer scare on the season 273 ERA. Been really, really good. Uh, last time at Philly, five innings, four hits, nowhere, nine cases. Pitch count just got up. He got 29.7 against Tampa Bay, 20.3 against St. Louis, um, 19.9. It's funny. He only had four Ks versus Tampa, nine and seven versus Philly and St. Louis uh, against Chicago, 21-1. He's just been really, really good this year. Going up against the Cardinals team, where he's faced once this season, six innings, four hits, two earned, seven strikeouts for 19.9 DraftKings points. Cardinals offense is very, very bipolar is the word I like to use. I hope it doesn't offend anybody because it is not a fun disease, but they just, they're, they're all or nothing. And you got uh, Tyon who facing the, the Cardinals who strike out 21.3% of the time versus righties, which is outstanding. Tyon striking out over 22%. 
the ground ball rate of 52% and the hard contact of only 28% is just awesome. Total team total of four four or uh, no even lower. Team total of four one zero. It's the one two three four five six lowest on the evening slate. Lefties three eleven, righties three oh three. Um, they have a couple weapons in that Cardinals lineup, but there's tremendous upside with Tyon. I like him a lot. Eighty three hundred bucks, good cash game, good GPP play. You can match him up with the high price guys and still get good bats. You can match him up with some of these other guys and get all kinds of bats. I like Tyon a lot at eighty three hundred bucks. Um, as we go down the last guy in this upper tier, if you're not using Madison Bumgarner, you have to give serious consideration to Jalice Chassin of the Padres, who has been outstanding of late. And that's a, that's saying a lot from Chassin, but here's his game logs. 25.3 at Philly, 21.9 against the Dodgers, 15 against the Braves, 15.5 at the Cubs, 20.2 against Cincinnati, 24.8 against Kansas City, 16.1 against Colorado. That is a heck of a run for Mr. Jalise Chassin, and he's been amazing at home. Most of those were at home, which you can tell he's averaging 19.3 points per game at home this season. He's faced the Giants three times, two starts, total of 11 and two-thirds, three earned, 11 Ks overall. He's averaging 14.6 points per game against the Giants, 7600 bucks. We've been getting him a lot cheaper this year. His price tag has come up, and he's earned it. He's been outstanding. Um, Giants do only strike out about 20% of the time versus righties. That's always a little worrisome. But you guys, I've seen him striking out 20.5%. He's been striking out a lot more righties. He's been very, very good versus righties. He's got a 53.5% ground ball and a, like a 30% um, hard contact rate. Giants have the third lowest total on the board at 396. Lefties do hit 341. The Giants run out about four, sometimes five lefties. Keep that in mind. But righties only 297. Giants have a team wobble of 290 versus righties. It's way below average. And a barely average ISO of 132. Chassin is a great play today. Uh, another one you can match up with top-tier guys. Uh, really, really good look at Chassin at 76. So your middle-of-the-pack guys, uh, I got Tyon, number one, Chassin, number two, Cole Hamels, number three, Nola, number four. Let's get down to the bottom. I didn't mention Alex Cobb. He could be sneaky versus the Angels. They just don't strike out a ton, and he's much better um, at home than on the road, but he has been good of late. So I just want to bring that up. When you get down below 7,000, people are going to flock to Arietta for that price bump. It's not bad, but Baltimore's bats have heated up, and um, they're actually much better versus right-handed pitching than left-handed pitching. And So keep that in mind. So I won't go Arietta. Uh, I can see if you want to. Chris Davis is back for the Orioles as well. So there's a lot of firepower there. Where I will, oh, and another guy, Patrick Corbin, been pitching really, really well of late. Last 30 days, 21st best on the barrel FIP. Getting barreled 3.94% of the time, striking out 26% he's faced. But it is the Braves who worry me at, in that ballpark. That's the only reason why. I, it, he's been pitching well, though, and he pitches in a tough ballpark. So if you want to roll the dice with Corbin, you can. I get it. But I'm going to stay away because righty's hitting 356 off of him. There's a lot of weapons in that line. Lefty's hitting well, too. But Corbin has been good. So I'm not using. I'm not targeting Arietta. I'm not targeting Corbin. They might find a way into a lineup, but I'm not focused on them. Where I'm starting out is Lance Lynn, 6,500 at the Pirates. Lynn's been very up and down this year, but for this price tag, there's tremendous upside. Uh, 361 ERA. Last time out at home against the Mets, 21-4. At home against Miami, 13-8. At Arizona, 22-5. So his last three starts really, really well. He's very up and down. But on the road, he's averaging 15.4 points. He started twice against Pittsburgh this year, a total of 12 and two-thirds, seven earned. 8Ks, he's averaging 12.5 DraftKings points versus the Pirates. 
for 6500 bucks, you'd actually take 12.5. You prefer more. He's got the upside for more. But um, he, he, I'm not going to say he doesn't get blown up. He doesn't get blown up as much as most guys in the 6K range, is the way I'm looking at it. Like, there's definite blow-up potential with any pitcher, especially like a Lance Lynn. We've seen him get negative numbers. But uh, for the price tag, we're, we're getting a discount. The Pirates strike out about 19% of the time versus righties. Lynn striking out 22%. Hard contact rate of only 30%. Uh, good, good looks there. And the Pirates 4-4-0 totals below middle of the pack. Here's where it gets good. Lefty's hitting 349, righty's 256. He's phenomenal against righties, but lefty's like, you know, Josh Bell's been playing well. He had another good night last night. I told you he was a sneaky play. Uh, Adam Frazier's been slumping quite a bit. You got Alan Hansen. So two guys that are not Hansen's not there. He's with Chicago. But you got Bell, Jaso, Frazier, Polanco, who's hit and miss. So they don't light the world on fire with lefties for you. Now the righties, on the other hand, you know, McCutcheon, Harrison, Freese, uh, Mercer. You know, Harrison and Mercer have okay history against them. McCutcheon's hitting really, really well. It's pick your poison. But for that price tag, there's tremendous, tremendous upside with Lance Lynn at $6,500. Below him, we're looking Tyler Chatwood, Road Chatwood, 5800 at the Mets. The Mets went off last night. People are going to run for Z Hills to not face them. Let's talk about his last few road starts. At Arizona, tough place to pitch. Six and a third, seven hits, four earned, six Ks for 12.3. Remember, he's 5,800 bucks. 12.3 sounds good. That's like a, a Bryce Harper type who gets you one home run. Looks good. He's not, you know, Bryce got you two last night, but we'll take one. He struggled at the Dodgers. Only got, we got minus 1.1. At Pittsburgh, six innings, one earned, five Ks, 17.3. At the Cubs, six innings, four hits, one earned, four Ks for 19.9. At the Padres, 33. So outside of that Dodgers hiccup, four of his last five, not bad. When it comes to the road, he's averaging 15.9 DraftKings points per start on the road. Now the Mets are scary. This has been established. Chat with the last 30 days, 16th worst on the barrel fit. Worst. It's our first worst guy we're looking at to target. Getting barreled only 3.13% of the time. They're just producing a 529 FIP on those barrels. So he's not getting barreled a ton. It's when they do, it's not good results. But that happens when you pitch in cores. Uh, Kane, 18% he faces. His bugaboo of ladies, he's walking almost 15% of the guys he faces. That's been his Achilles heel at the moment. Um, he's facing a Mets team, strikes out 19% of the time. He's got a 56.4% ground ball rate, and as a whole, a 28%, a 28.6% hard contact, which is really, really low. Mets team total, 457 is the upper half. Lefty's hitting 333, righty's 316. 5,800 bucks, punt. And our last punt we're looking at is J.C. Ramirez of the Angels. He's pitching very well of late. He came on the scene looking phenomenal. His stuff was filthy. He got hit for a bit of late. He's better at Texas. Got you 17-3. Struggled that many. Struggled against the Dodgers. 22-5 against Boston. He faced Tampa earlier this year. Six and two-thirds. Six hits. Two earned. Five Ks at 20.8 DraftKings points. Teams can run into him against, uh, against our boy here, Ramirez. But his strikeouts have huge, huge upside against the Tampa Bay Rays, a team we always target because of their strikeout ability. Why can't I find my J.C. Ramirez? There he is. The Rays strike out 24.6% of the time versus righties. He's got a 19% K rate. In the last 30 days, he's 15th worst on the barrel FIP. Getting barreled 4.9% of the time, striking out about 19%, walking almost 13%, which is not good. Um... 
almost a 49% ground ball rate, which is nice. Uh, Tampa Bay's team total on the day. You know, for a, for a pitcher that cheap, you'd expect it to be pretty high. It's on the bottom half, 4.19. Lefty's hitting 339, righty's 302. A lot to worry about. Good pitching environment compared to other ballparks. JC for 57 has some decent upside, really does. Another punt you could look at is like Joe Musgrove at 62. If the Nationals lineup looks nice and you get really risky, Luis Castillo at 64. So there's some interesting punts with upside down here, like I mentioned. I, I broke down my favorites as Lynn, then Ramirez, then Chatwood. That's my top three. But if you want to look at area and roll the dice, you're going to look at Corbin. Tremendous upside there. Castillo, Musgrove, not bad either. So there's decent punts if you want to dig around, take some gambles. So there's your pitching. Up top, you got Kluber, then Bumgarner, then Scherzer, then Wood. But it's like one A, B, C, D. Not a problem with any. Um, when you get down below, you got Tyon, Chassin, Hamels, Nola, and then Lynn, Chatwood, Ramirez. Don't forget, Nelson's worth a look at 9,700. Tons of punts to target as well. Let's dig in to your bats on this 13-game slate. Catching, if you're not using Hamels, you got Sal Perez. Hits lefties very, very well. He's 4K. Not bad look at all. Buster Posey, I told you I liked him last day. He went deep. Basing Chassin, some decent history. We know Chassin's been really good versus righties. But Buster, worth a look at 39. Yasmani Grandal versus the, the righty Urena at 38. It's not bad. I really, really like me some Wilson Contreras. 3700 bucks versus Wade Miley. The Cubs went bananas last night. Contreras has been swinging it really well the last month or so. He went deep yesterday. He's 3700 bucks. Probably my highest price guy I'd be targeting at the catcher's position. As you go down some more, you got the likes of Zunino at 34 versus Pelfrey. You're going to want to stack against Pelfrey. Pelfrey just is, he's limited the damage this year. You know it's coming. It's kind of like Cashner. It's coming, but I'm not going to stack against him, especially when I couldn't blow up Shields last night. Wilson Ramos at 34 is very tempting versus uh, Ramirez, but I'm still going up to uh, Contreras for now. Until you get to the Brewers, if you're not using Nola and you want to roll the dice because their offense is so good, I have no problem putting a stack, mini stack, one off of the Brewers because that ballpark and that offense, you know the potential's there. Pena or Vote, preferably Vote because lefties versus Nola compared to righties, but are both 3,400, so Milwaukee's catchers are in play. Uh, Matt Wieters, 33 versus Castillo. He's got some nice upside in that matchup. That ballpark always ups your DFS desire. Back-to-back double-digit games. First game back from the uh, break yesterday. Went two for three with a double for 10 points. Always upside with Wieters. Always inconsistent, but 3,300. Brian McCann went deep yesterday. Facing Urban Santana at 33. Definitely worth a look there. If Robinson Chirinos cracks the lineup, uh, facing the lefty Danny Duffy at 32, like that quite a bit. Uh, he was in the lineup yesterday, so who knows if he gets lucky enough to be in there again today. But when you're looking at Texas, lefty's 215, righty's 328 off Duffy. So Trino's definitely that power upside at the catcher's position, which is what we like to find, and he's very cheap at 32. Tyler Flowers, 3200 versus Patrick Corbin, I like quite a bit for power upside in that matchup. Uh, one of the reasons why I'm not like gung-ho on Corbin, the upside's tremendous, but a 4-8-1 team total is one of the highest on the board for the Braves. Lefty's 308, righty's 330, or 366. And the Braves team well was up to 334 versus lefties, which is outstanding. That's one of the top on the board. And a 165 ISO is above average, like really good ISO for a Braves team that people don't talk about. So Corbin, as good as he's pitched, and he's dodged a lot of bullets, he's got tremendous K upside. Uh, it's a scary matchup, but Flowers at 32 does bring some upside there. 
Johnny Lucroy struggled, but he's 31 versus Duffy if he gets to start. Uh, Andrew Knapp, 31 versus Nelson if you want to roll the dice. Uh, as you go down some more, and I hate, I love how they've added all these guys to help you out, but at the same time, it's rough. If uh, Kurt Suzuki starts over Flower, he's 3K, not as much power as Flowers, but we've seen he can go deep, and he's also got a good chance to get a couple knocks, so that's not horrible. If you're fading Bumgarner, Austin Hedges at 3K can be very contrarian with upside. Uh, as you go below 3,000, Jan Gomes at 28 versus Blackburn. Blackburn's been well his first two weeks, nothing special. Jason Castro, 2,800 versus Muscrow. That's got tremendous punt upside there. If Chris Herman cracks the D-backs lineup, he's catcher outfield eligible. 2,800 bucks versus Fulty. We know we like the right field bleachers and SunTrust. It's built for left-handed bats. Um... And the D-backs are 469 total right below the Braves. Lefties 348 off Fulty. Righties 306. They have a phenomenal Woba and ISO versus left hand or right-handed pitching. Good matchup there. Herman is definitely in play at $2,800. As you scroll down some more, um, this is about the time where you start looking at lineups. What comes out? Like if you're fading Kluber for some reason, Maxwell's third are 2600 Our boy Smith's up there at 28 for the White Sox. Jeff Mathis is always a nice punt. He's 24 if he cracks the lineup. But uh, check out, see what they have coming. Uh, like Ryan Hannigan, 22 against Lugo. Could be cheap. There's options if they're there. Going over to first base, you have Goldie at 51. That's a solid, solid play. We like lefties versus Fulty, but Goldie is fine. Rizzo is one of the top. He was in the top five. I think he was like number three overall. I always tell you, don't worry about lefty-lefty with Rizzo. He has a third. He's top five most homers versus lefties in the first half. I think he's number three. He's 5K versus Miley. That's great. Love me some Freddie Freeman. 5K, first base, third base, no problem there. Zimmerman's 45 is not bad. Joey Votto. He's just 4,400 versus Scherzer. If you want like a one-off or a couple lefties from the Reds, he's not bad. I'm not going to ever ignore Votto. I don't care what the pitching matchup is. I'm not building around him, but he's definitely in play. Cody Bellinger, 44, is worth a look. Brandon Belt, first base outfield. He's up to 4,400 bucks. I keep telling you, this guy is raking at the plate. 10 more points last time, 11.9 on average his last 10. You know, he doesn't always do it with the homers, but he just gets hits and gets extra gets doubles and stuff. Really good play. Lomo, 43. Eric Thames, 43, is in play, and so is Jesus Aguilar, both those Milwaukee first basemen. Thames is outfield eligible as well, 4,300 bucks. Josh Bell, definitely worth a look today if you're not using Lance Lynn. Lefties versus Lynn is what you're targeting. Bell had 27 points last night, two for three, with one run scored, a homer, four ribbies, two walks. Very much in play again tonight. As you go down the list, you know, Mike Napoli went deep yesterday. He's 41 versus Duffy. You know, the right-handed bat versus Duffy, which you're looking at. Eric Hosmer's been decent versus lefties. Not great, but 4,100 if you're fading Hamels. As you go down the list some more, like Craig said, Chris Davis is back for the Baltimore Orioles. He's 4K. Carpenter, 4K versus Tyon. Um, as you go down some more, you got the likes of Adam Lind. If he cracks the lineup, he's 39 versus Castillo for some upside. I mentioned Posey at 39. Okay, I got to check this out real quick. They got Pelfrey on DraftKings. And when I was researching somewhere else, now it just dawned on me. I saw Derek Holland. This makes a big difference for your Mariners bats. Let me check this out as I go to MLB.com. And we've got... It's Pelfrey here too. Okay, so for now, we're going with Mike Pelfrey as the starter, which changes things a little bit, but not a ton. 
Uh, as we go down some more, uh, TJ Rivera swinging a very hot stick for the, the Mets. First base, third base. He's 37 versus Chatwood, if you're going to fade there. Like we mentioned with Chatwood earlier, lefty's 333, righty's 316. So keep that in mind. But not an interesting contrarian play, to say the least. Uh, after Rivera, you still have some pretty good options here. Uh, Pujols went deep yesterday. Guriel, 36 versus Santana's intriguing. Uh, Yonder Alonso, 35 versus Kluber, if you want to be contrarian, which is really ballsy versus Kluber. I'd rather go Votto, but it's 900 more. Um, as you go down some more, you got the likes of Duda at 31 versus Chatwood. That's some tremendous upside for 3100 bucks. Not bad upside at all in that matchup. Definitely something to look at there. Ryan Healy, 3Ks, who ballsy. Tyler Moore, he's a right-handed bat for the Fish. He's first base outfield eligible at 3K versus Wood. If you really want to punt, but I wouldn't go that far. If you're going to punt, Duda at 31 is not bad at all. I like that quite a bit. So keep an eye on those at the first base position. Going over to second base, you got Jose Ramirez. Second base, third base eligible, 5,200 versus Blackburn. He is a good-looking play tonight. So is Jose Altuve versus Urban Santana at 52. Really good history there. Daniel Murphy, for some reason, got Friday night off because the break was not enough. He's 49 versus Castillo and is definitely in play. You got switch hitting Ian Happ. Second base outfield at 48 versus Miley. Definitely in play. Our boy Robbie Cano, I told you he was too cheap yesterday. He went ding-dong city. He's 47 versus Pelfrey. So five guys at 47 or above all in play at second base if you want to go that route. If not, you dip down to the likes of Whip Merrifield at 4,100. I liked him a lot yesterday at 43. He's back in play at 41. Got 10 more points last night. He's averaging 12 points in his last 10 games. Definitely in play. His lefties very well. Dozier had a big night last night. He's 41 versus Musgrove. He is definitely worth a look if you're paying down. That's why you don't have to pay up. They're great options, but they're a ton down below here. Um, as you go down some more, Descalso makes the lineup for the D-backs. He's hot and cold, but he's second base outfield eligible at 3,900. Left-handed bat versus Fulte is the reason why that's on the board. Josh Harrison, some good past history against Lance Lenny. Second base, third base at 3,800. As you go down some more, Johnny Villar, left-handed bat versus Nola at 37 is worth a look. Javi Baez, second base shortstop against Miley at 36. When you're targeting Miley, the Cubs have the highest team total on the day at 514. Uh, lefty's only 284, but we still love Rizzo. Don't don't get trip out here. Righty's 365. They have an insane Woba and ISO versus lefties. Miley's in trouble today if the bats show up like they should. Uh, a guy I mentioned yesterday, he did very well last night. Wilmer Defoe, second base shortstop for the Nats. He's 36 and worth a look. You got Joe Panic at 36. Tyon's power upside, or, or DeJong's power upside at 35. I like some Brad Miller at 35. As Drupal Cabrera at 35. He's second base shortstop. Both worth a good look there at 3,500. Zobris went deep yesterday. He's 3,300. Switch hitting against Miley. Led off yesterday. I tweeted that out when I saw that lineup. I liked that quite a bit. And it paid off. If you're punting, Jed Lowry, 31 versus Kluber. Yomer Sanchez is very nice. King Felix is not King Felix, guys. He's he's just name value right now. He'll, he'll put a good start together here and there. But Yomer Sanchez at 3K versus Felix has some tremendous upside. We know what Yomer can do. Keep an eye on him if he cracks the lineup at $3,000. Uh, he wasn't in there last night for some reason. Is it a turn to the Yeah, he should, he's still on the roster. Anyway. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in the lineup tonight. So keep an eye on Yomer Sanchez at 3K. Definitely worth a look in that one. 
As you get below the 3,000s, you're getting into punts. Now, like if Adrianza cracks the lineup, he's second base shortstop at 26 against Musgrove. That could be an interesting punt play. Um, so you go down some more here. You're just going to check lineups. Like Drew Robinson for Texas came out of nowhere last night. He didn't do much, but I will roll that dice at 2,100 almost any time I can. So you got to check lineups and see what else shows up. Going over to third base. Again, Jose Ramirez at 52. Chris Bryant against Miley at 51 is outstanding. Arenado at 51. Freeman at 5. Jake Lamb versus the lefty. Fulty at 48 is outstanding. Lamb has struggled of late. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. He's only averaging 6 points in his last 10 games. But we know what he can do in those situations. So he's always on the radar. He's not as a must-start as before, but he's definitely on the radar. Machado at 45. That guy just keeps getting hotter, guys. I'm telling you, the days of getting him cheap should be long gone. 4,500 there. Miggy Sanoa, 45 is worth the look. Travis Shaw, 44 versus Nola. Definitely a sneaky play there. Like that quite a bit. Rendon at 44 is a, worth a look. Love Adrian Beltre. It's probably one of my top guys if you're not paying at the top. 4,300 versus Duffy. Beltre uh, went deep yesterday. He's in a really good spot again today. He's on fire. Just on fire at the plate right now. Marwin Gonzalez at 43 is another really, really good look against Santana. Gonzalez, third base, outfield eligible. Moustakas, I told you earlier, hitting lefties really, really well. I love Cole Hamels tonight, and by far am I saying stack Kansas City, but there's options if you need to at 4,200. Bregman continues to hit. He's 4,200. Uh, you got the likes of Kyle Seeger at 38. Mentioned Josh Harrison. Longoria went deep yesterday off in Alaska. He's worth a look at 38 versus Ramirez. Uh, I mentioned TJ Rivera at 37. As you go down some more, you got the likes of Mikel Franco at 34. He's hitting in the middle of the order. He struggles, but he's, he's not the worst look in the world. Um, switch hitting Johan Camargo for the Braves at 3,300. He's been playing a lot of third base and swinging a good bat. He's a lower-priced option if you want to go that route versus um, Corbin. He'll be coming from the right side in that matchup. Uh, David Freese at 31 versus Lynn could be worth a look. Steven Drews, third base shortstop eligible, 31 versus Castillo. He made the lineup last night as well with Murphy out. Um, so he is in play if you want to go that direction. As you go down below 3K, not much to like. You know, Louis Valbuena power upside maybe at 2,500, but really nothing down here. So we go to the shortstop position. Gene Segura, 49, is definitely in play versus Pelfrey. Carlos Correa at 48 is always in play. I don't care who's pitching against Santana. Corey Seager went deep yesterday at 4,600. Lindor at 44. All good looks here. Elvis Andrews, I love at 43 against Duffy. Texas is definitely in play for me today, as you can tell. They have a lot of powerful right-handed bats for Duffy. like that a lot. Um, Chris Owens, 39 versus Fulty's not bad. Jordy Mercer, I mentioned, hits righties so, so well. And it's had good history versus Lynn at 37. Freddie Galvis at 37. He's been continuing. He did it again last night. Not like didn't light the world on fire, but got it done. Jose Reyes is hitting a well third base shortstop at 36. I mentioned Defoe at 36. I mentioned DeJong at 35. I mentioned um, Azdrubo Cabrera at 35. All worth looks here in the mid threes. Uh, as you go down some more, it gets a little bleaker. Cattell Marte at 32, a left-handed bat versus Fulte is intriguing. B. Craw at 32 has been struggling, but he's worth a look versus Chassin. Our boys, Polanco 3K, JT Riddle 3K versus Wood. Probably not going lefty-lefty in that one. But we can go down some more here and try to find some. Oh, yeah, there he is. Still too cheap. I, love, I told you how cheap he was yesterday. I absolutely loved him. 
He was uh, 2,900. Orlando Arcia of the Brew Crew is having like a good month, month and a half right now. He's only 2,600 tonight against Nola. Not a great matchup, but for that price tag, tremendous upside. Tremendous. Um, Dansby Swanson's right-handed bat versus Corbin. We mentioned righties versus Corbin. He's 2,600. Not a bad punt there either. So you can get uh, Swanson and uh, Arcia for 2,600. You know, they're not world beaters, but that's a lot of upside there for 2,600. Let's go to the outfield and wrap her up. Uh, Bryce Harper, 5,500 versus Castillo. Doubled on yesterday. Had a great matchup versus Adelman. Castillo's been good. Throws some gas. Harper, 5,500. Solid matchup. Blackman, 54 versus Lugo's. Definitely in play. Trout's back. He's 5,300. I told you, 45 yesterday. Enjoy it while you can. Uh, he got you eight DraftKings points. 5,300. He's back. Springer had another good night. He's in play at 53. McCutcheon, 49. Nelly Cruz, 48. All good looks. Hat, 48. Braun, 46 versus Nola's not bad at all. In that ballpark, we know Nola is much better versus righties, but Braun is not a pushover. Carlos Gomez, another right-handed Rangers bat versus Duffy at 45. Trumbo went deep yesterday. He's 45. Domingo Santana went deep. He's 45. Jay Bruce, 44 versus Chatwood. Definitely in play there. I mentioned Bellinger earlier. Peralta, another left-handed Arizona bat at 44 versus Fulte. Mentioned Belt. Polanco's 43, lefty versus Lynn. Souza Jr., 43 of the power-ups. I mentioned Thames at 43 earlier. Uh, Marvin Gonzalez, 43. mentioned him. Josh Reddick continues to hit the ball really, really well. He's only 4,300. Max Kepler's hitting it well. He's 43. Jock Jams is 43 versus Urena. I mentioned the upside of Gerard Dyson last night. He put together a five-point game. Didn't quite get it done, but he got on and stole. He didn't even get a hit. He got on by a fielder's choice and stole like five points. He just that if he gets on base, tremendous upside. Always low owned, forty-two hundred. Conforto went deep last night. He's forty-two versus Chatwood. Maybe that's a sign that he's back and healthy, which would be outstanding because he was on fire for us this year. As you go down some more, you got the likes of uh, Adam Jones at forty-one, Dexter Fowler at forty-one, or okay looked. C. Dick's up to 41 from 35. He's definitely in play. Malik Smith leading off at 41 is not bad. Stanton and Ozuna versus Wood. We know Wood's really, really good. They hit lefties really, really well. They're both 4,100 if you want to be contrarian. Last night, Bradley Zimmer led off for the Indians. I like him a lot at 4,000 versus Blackburn, especially if he leads off again tonight. It's a very solid play there. Brian Goodwin, 4K for the Nats. Hit at the top of the order versus Castillo is not bad. Uh, Granderson, 4K versus Chatwood. Gamble, 39 versus Pelfrey, hitting towards the top of the order is worth a look. Seth Smith leading off versus Arietta at 39. Both interesting plays. You know, Scherzer, Jeanette, and Duval against Scherzer at 3900 bucks. E. Gerardo Parra has been very, very good since his return from the DL. Averaging 9.7 points his last 10 games. Put another 8 spot up last night. He's 3900 bucks. He's hitting cleanup last night and facing Lugo, who you can hit as a lefty. Parra at 39 can be a sneaky play today. Descalso, I mentioned earlier, at 39. Chris Owens, 39. Denard Span leading off versus Chessine. Span's been hitting really well, especially against righties. Uh, he's 3900 bucks. Definitely worth a look there. I mentioned Christian Yelk has some good history versus Wood at 38, but with how far back was that? I don't know. Low Kane, 37 versus Hamels. Melky Cabrera, some very good history versus King Felix at 37. Keep him in mind. Uh, Billy Hamilton, 37 versus Scherzer. Scherzer doesn't hold guys on worth a, worth a lick. So somehow Hamilton gets on against them, he's running for days. If you want to gamble, that's one of them. 
Um, we got the likes of Hernan Perez at 36. Nick Williams versus Nelson at 36 could be interesting. Puig had a big day yesterday. He's 36. Uh, if Gregor Blanco's in, a, it's another lefty versus Fulty at 36. Not my top option, but he's there. Bonifacio versus a lefty for Kansas City at 35 is intriguing. Cole Calhoun versus Cobb at 35 has some tremendous upside down here in the lower threes. There's uh, Shebler versus Scherzer at 35. Suspendus at 35 versus Chadwood. So you got some upside plays here in the middle. Carlos Beltran's power upside at 35. Adam Engel for Chicago against King Felix at 34 with some upside there. Don't mind any of those if you want to gamble a little bit. K with a Chris Davis, 34 versus Kluber. As you go down some more, is Ramal Tapia. Is he back in the lineup? I didn't hear his name mentioned last night. Uh, he didn't start last night. Maybe he's with par back. He'll be limited more. If he gets a start, he's 3,400 versus Lugo. That could be intriguing. Robbie Grossman and Eddie Rosario, both 3,400 for Minnesota versus Musgrove. That's some serious value there for the upside. Musgrove's all or nothing, but even when he's kind of on, he still gives up a handful of runs. So there's good upside there. Uh, Brandon Moss versus a lefty will wait till the righties. Jason Hayward versus a lefty. Tyler Nyquin is back. He's back in the lineup with Chisholm out. Played last night. He, go, he went 0 for 3. Didn't do anything, but... He's 3,200 if you want some value versus Blackburn. Odebel Herrera went deep last night. He's 3,200. Price tag climbing. Mentioned righties crush Corbin. Kemp has some really good history against him. He's 3,200. He's been slumping, but definitely worth a look in that one at 3,200 versus Corbin. So we got some more of Heredia cracks the lineup for Seattle. Nah, 31. Stay away probably. As we go down some more, Jose Perella, 31 versus Bumgarner. If you're punting, there's some upside there. You go down some more, you got the likes of uh, Ben Revere versus Cobb at 29 with some upside. I don't mind that at all. If you want to punt one, gets on, you can run. As you go down some more, to see what the lineups of some of these guys, like Chris Herman at 28, which I like as a punt, big time catcher outfield eligible at 2,800 bucks. That's not bad. I'd probably put him a catcher instead of the outfield. Manny Margot, 27 versus Bumgarner. If you're fading Bumgarner, you're going to get him cheap. We know this. You're going to get the Padres very, very cheap. But uh, Jabari Blash is back for San Diego with Renfro going to the DL. He went two for four last night for 14 points. He's 2,300. So that's a phenomenal value play if you're not using Bumgarner. Even if it's a one-off, there's a lot of upside there. So we'll have to see what the rest of their lineup comes together and for the teams tonight, see what other value pops up. But that is your bats for the 13-game slate. Recap the pitching. Kluber, Bumgarner, Scherzer, Wood, all very good options up top. In the middle, in this order, Tyon, Chassin, Hamels, Nola, down below, Lynn, Chatwood, Ramirez. Or Lynn, Ramirez, Chatwood, I mean. I have no problem with people using Nelson or Corbin or Arietta or Castillo. They're all just really, really, really big gambles. But if you want to go that way, knock yourself out. Let's look at some BVP. Not really as stand stands out as much as last night. Most of it's in the early slate, which I'm not touching. Sorry. Yankees, Red Sox, you got Severino, Sale, your two highest priced guys on the slate, two best pitchers on the slate. And then Blue Jays, Tigers, Liriano, Fulmer. Fulmer's okay. He's still expensive. It's just, I don't like two game slates. You know this by now. If you want to do it, knock yourself out. If you want advice on those games, hit me up. But uh, BVP, Josh Harrison versus Lynn. I mentioned he's 10 for 26, three doubles, two homers, half of his hits are extra bases. For a 385 clip, Jordy Mercer, 8 for 23, three doubles and a homer, half of his hits, extra bases for 348. Small samples, but something to keep in mind. 
McCutcheon has not done well 10 for 50. Just throwing that out there. But he's hitting really well of late, so it doesn't mean he won't. Uh, you got like Melky Cabrera versus King Felix, 8 for 25, the double and a triple, 320 average, not bad. Uh, as you go down some more, Matt Kemp, 4 for 11, very small sample, two doubles, 364 versus Corbin. Yeah, overall, there's not a ton to target, but there is one game we'll get to. The Astros, they lit up Urban Santana earlier this year. They've had good success. Small samples, but Carlos Correa, 5 for 7 with a double and a homer at 714 average. 5 for 7. Beltran, 6 for 15 for a 400 clip with one homer. McCann's taking a beat. Marvin Gonzalez, 4 for 11. Altuve, 4 for 11. So lots to like with your Astros as normal. Didn't really need the BVP to tell you that, though. When it comes to, um, I mentioned Yellick has interesting history versus the lefty uh, Moore, or Wood. 9 for 26, 346 average. Other than that, not a ton to like. D. Gordon's been okay. 5 for 14. But that's going to be probably about it. Uh, you got Posey, 9 for 25 versus Chastain with a double and a home run. It's a 360 clip. Span, 4 for 11 with a double for 364. Still not really anything to write home to mom and dad about. And that does do it. That is your BVP. So got not too much to, to get excited about. But there you have it. An interesting 13-game slate. Got the two-game early I mentioned. But 13 games tonight. Check us out, thesportsdgens.com, at thesportsdgens. You got your NASCAR preview as they head to New Hampshire for the Overton's 301. The Real Josh G has that for you. We have a free UFC card on Sunday morning from Glasgow, Scotland. Uh, Doc's got you there. Check that out. You'll see Fight Night 113. And we got you here. Check out Bench with Bubba, Game of Thrones preview. That starts Sunday night. Get in on that. You got uh, Around the Bases, episode 20 with Bubba and Mo. Really good stuff there. Keep checking it out. Spread the word. Rate, review, the whole cha-cha. But more importantly, good luck on your 13-game slate. Hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick with any of your questions. I'll do my best to help you. Uh, I'll be back on Monday as usual. But more importantly, good luck today. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Let's make some money. Catch you guys later. 